Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I just want to we're, say this right off the top. We're back, baby. We're back. If uh, somebody doesn't know what that is the music to, just click off this podcast right now. Woo. Getting stronger, baby. Getting stronger. Did yeah. I ever tell you my story about Rocky? <laughs> no. <laughs> so whenever that came out, and we could Google it right now, but I was like six, seven, eight years old. And I loved that movie. And I saw it mm-hmm. 10 times. And I, my mom got me a light blue Sylvester Stallone ironed on T-shirt of him. Like, it's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And I go to Six Flags. And I'm this little pudgy eight-year-old kid, or however old I am. And I'm in line. And I'm looking at these high school girls looking at me, kind of smiling. And I'm thinking, wow, for the first time in my life, they think I'm cute. They're, they're older girls that think I'm cute. And the girl that they're with turns around eventually, and she's wearing the same shirt that I'm wearing. Wow. Not, I was not realizing that it was a picture of a sex symbol, Sly Stallone. Mm-hmm. I was wearing it. He's like got his arm up, like shirtless. Yeah, I know. I you know, know the that picture. you know the pose, yep. that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, yeah, ironed yeah, yeah. onto a light blue shirt that I was standing in line at the log flume, <laughs> and I thought these girls really dig me, and yet there they were actually just laughing in my face because I was wearing the same shirt, probably uh, a larger size. I'm oh, just gonna get that out. My there. God, that is amazing. Yeah, Joe. This is what was going. This is what was going on in your head when you were looking at that girl, and she was like, "Get a fly stronger, now. baby." The fat little eight-year-old. And the is fat little eight is going to make it up the steps at the, Phil- gonna- at the Philadelphia Art Museum. That's right. She's going to like me. She's going to like me. Oh no! I'm wearing a male sex symbol on my chest. <laughs> 
God, we're You've back. Come a long way, Joe. We're back. We're back. It feels good. I've missed you. I feel like we have. I don't want to say purposely not talked, but it's been convenient that we haven't talked much oh, since we so shut much. down. There is so much. I know. But you know what? It worries me, I guess, because is our friendship based on this podcast now? I mean, we've kept in touch. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, this is a great medium for you and I to actually stay friends, stay friends and talk about things. And, you know, it's it's funny that way. You get the mic in, in, in front of your face and. And it's just that this is how this is what our friendship is, I guess. Zoom, we have a Zoom podcast friendship. I'm okay I'm, with it. I am too. I I'm kind of feeling like that. I've seen that more and more around the podcast space. Like Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. Uh, he's they've they've got a podcast yeah. with Sean Hayes. Are they really great friends? Are they always talking as much as you and I even no. talk when we're not? There's, I'm saying no way. So it's a we're better made friends. for podcast better yeah. relationship. You and yeah, I are yeah. friends. Our wives are friends. I'm friends with your family. I'm friends with your sister. I don't know that Jason Bateman cares about Will Arnett's family. No. What you know? What's happening right now is is it's the LeBron James taking his talents to South Beach when he first formed that that team right when it was when it was wade james and bosh and it was the first super team okay this is what's happening in the podcast space now they're everyone's getting together they're saying how do we create a super team you and i it's just it's just us it's just us it's It's brady to the bucks it's brady to the bucks yes It's J.J. Watt to wherever he lands. But you and I just plug right along. We're the little engine that can. Mm-hmm. And we will climb to the top of the podcast space, the mountaintop. That's right. That's right. One little subscriber at a time. That's right. Right. I love that. I love you know, that. We, we don't need to go leaps and bounds. We don't need to have three-hour podcasts that <laughs> bore the hell out of people. Let's just... <laughs> Talk how we talk. Yeah. Look at each other through this computer screen. Yeah. And yeah. I will see you. I guess we're basically on a once a year basis, like yeah, in okay. April typically. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. There's, there's still a lot of love there. But we're back with a new company. We're super excited. Cavalry, which I keep saying Calvary, and Joe keeps correcting me as he should. Well, I just don't think it's 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 not a good it's not a good look when we're talking to the owner and and you're I not know. pronouncing the name correctly. <laughs> I know that that would be like Brady interviewing with Bruce Arians and saying, "Hey, so excited to come to the Buccaneer," but it's like, no, it's the Buccaneers, <laughs> the Buccaneers, no. the Buccaneers. Like, it's the Buccaneers. And you're saying cavalry? It's cavalry. It's like, it's hey, a team out of Croatia. What do you need when you're in when you're in trouble? You need the cavalry. Okay, so cavalry. What is, yeah, is what's cavalry? Jesus was crucified on Calvary. Okay, because I don't know what cavalry is. That's cavalry. I just told you what it is. Cavalry okay. is like that. You know, get the bugle out, and and here they come. Right, and let's go. Let let's. We're going to war. Yes. Right? Yes. So Calvary 
is a is a is a Jesus thing. It's a biblical. Yeah, it's a, it's. I think it's a Mount Calvary. Okay, I had no Cavalry idea. Cavalry I mean, is is like what uh, Kevin Costner was a part of in Dances with Wolves. Right. Yes. I will call him Two Socks. <laughs> Tatanka. Well, either way, whether it's bringing in the cavalry or Jesus, they're both good. You know, Jesus. They're both great. Yeah, sure. It's just a completely different thing. And you were not saying the actual name of the company that we're now with. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, they want to change it to Calvary and really represent Jesus. That's not something that I don't know anything about. Yeah, we don't, we don't control that. But anyway, we're with cavalry. Cavalry now, cavalry, and we're we're very excited. We've taken a bit of a hiatus, and now we're back in full effect, making it hot, making it sexy. There's many, <laughs> there's many, 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 many things that we have to discuss. Um, so much has happened in my life, but nothing at all. You know what I mean? It's one of those. Yeah, like, it's kind yeah. of the same, but crazy shit. You know, I'm still yeah. not sweating. In case, in case you're curious. Um, I don't understand. I don't know that we've ever really delved into that on the podcast. I don't know that we should. Okay. Because I don't know if that it's interesting, but you could be in 100 degree weather wearing mm-hmm. a sweatshirt running in place. Yeah. And you would not secrete sweat. No. Secrete. That's a, I don't, don't say that word. It's, you it's don't sweat. Kind of- yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't. I've got a. I, it, it's getting, it's getting worse. I don't know what's happening, man. I'm trying to figure it out, but I just overheat, and it, no one's interested in this. But if there is any doctor out there, like a, like a, you know, a house type of a guy who understands diseases that no one can figure the fuck out, hit me up. This just, is what just, your. This is this part of your health plan. Yeah, I mean that's the reason why you know I'm doing this podcast again. I just got to get the word out. I need someone to help me. <laughs> it's rough. I play like five holes of golf in 75 degree weather, and I'm like, hey, hey, like, like I can. My heart's beating fast. I get I develop a rash on my body because sweating. And and I'm no doctor, nor have I ever played one on TV. But I assume sweating is an actual physical reaction to cool you down, right? Of course it is. That That's literally its main function. I mean, that's... And, and, and it's, it releases toxins. Okay. So you're like, are you sweating on the inside? I do a lot of things on the inside. Yeah, no, I... I hey, trust me. I mean, the problem is I drink my tequila and it just doesn't go, come out of me. So I'm just basically marinating in almost a year of tequila and wine and weed. It's just not going out of my body. But Can you cry? I've tried. I mean, other than when Eddie Vedder's on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Tears do flow, which is good. Well, you should just Maybe. make yourself cry all the time. <laughs> I got a four. I, I Mark me down for a four. But is this a par five? Is this a par five? <laughs> What's wrong with Oliver? Just let him cry. Let him be. Well, Joe, how have you been, man? I I'm mean, good. Are you good? I, I, I honestly, to be to be real, I mean, we've had conversation, we've talked, but you know, not in depth. Is everything good? I would say everything's really good. This is the time of year where all the travel. I did 39 games from mid October until two weeks ago. 
um, three weeks ago when the NFC Championship game happened in Green Bay. So uh, all of that travel, mm. all of it somehow dodging COVID, which is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And I don't even need to really knock on wood because we're talking about history. Mm-hmm. I went from mid-October and all that, all those hotel rooms and all the flights and all the other stuff and somehow didn't get it. And my wife, mm-hmm. Michelle, didn't get it. My daughter's got it. My mom had it, but I never had it. And man, I don't, I don't know how or why. I'm, I'm, maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe it comes tomorrow. But somehow I've been able to dodge it. And I'm just not sure how I'm going to get the vaccine. Do I want the vaccine? Absolutely. Will I take the vaccine? Yes. I will mm-hmm. run and grab it whenever that day comes and plunge it into my chest yep. and be happy that I have it. Yeah, like Pulp Fiction Pulp style. Pulp Fiction, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will get uh, Eric Stoltz to straddle me, <laughs> mark an X with a Sharpie on my chest, That's and such just a great smash scene. that thing oh, down, God, smash what? that needle down, and I will be the happiest guy in the world. Yeah. I just don't know as a 51-year-old non-first responder, whatever, where I am in Missouri, I've signed up on every website, and there's no update. There's no plan. I like. I have no idea mm-hmm. where I sit in line. I have no idea. You know, a, a theoretical line. I have no idea wh- wh- when I'm. Due I mean, you're not even eligible. Shot. You're not eligible yet, are you? But I was just in Arizona, and it's like there they're doing drive-through vaccinations, yeah. and it just seems better handled. Yeah. Than where I am. And so mm-hmm. it, it is literally a state by state issue, and and I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm yeah. anxious to get it. I am as well. I know people who have, in my age group, who have been vaccinated, but there's an unethical quality to it, and and I don't knock them at all. Meaning I mean, they're jumping the line. In well, essence. in a sense, look. There are places in L.A. where you can go and wait in line and and there are leftover vaccines that are literally going to be thrown out. And if you wait in that line and you get plunged, good for you. Great. I have not done that yet. I don't I don't have any problem with that. But there are also people who I know who have, you know, doctor's notes or there's not forgery necessarily, but kind of. And it's it's just sort of a a roundabout way. And I've had jump the line. It is what it is. Yeah, kind of. And I've had an opportunity. And, you know, when I did think about it, I'm like, okay. What are the pros and the cons? You know, the pros are is that any any new person vaccinated is a good thing, okay? But at the same time, you know, there are so many people out there who are waiting patiently who need it, who might have more of a, a, a pre-existing condition, someone who who actually is, is is better off with a vaccination than I am, who is doing it the right way. And for me to jump that line just doesn't feel right to me. So um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. And I'm with you, man. The minute that I'm up, my number is called. I'm ready to go. I, I, I'm not afraid of the vaccination. I mean, I think that's crazy, honestly. And uh, I'm, ready, I'm ready to get plunged. Well, like I said, plunge. we were in Arizona. We were in Scottsdale. And we did a hike. And we go up this, this hike trail. And there's a metal railing for the steeper parts it was a pretty intense 
vacation resort type hike. And it was like a super spreader event. People are panting and huffing and puffing and (laughs) everybody's grabbing onto this metal railing. And I'm like, I didn't even want to touch that thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I've got hand sanitizer on me. I am wearing a mask. And I still felt like after all this time, I'm going to get this like as I'm trying to better my fitness and go up this friggin' trail on a vacation. And where everybody's, it was Michelle and me, and we're looking at each other like, ah, man, Phoenix is wide open. They had mm-hmm. like some bar service and restaurants were pretty open. And I mean, even compared to St. Louis, and I know LA has been really shut down and is kind mm-hmm. of starting to open up a little bit, but. Um, it, it's unnerving to kind of get back out there, especially without having the vaccine from yeah. from where I sit. Now, I know other people don't agree with that, and that's everybody's right and opinion and whatever. I just I feel like with the reading I've done on it uh, and and the downside of not taking it as a 51-year-old, I, I just don't want to roll those dice. I would much rather roll the dice of taking the vaccine – than just saying, well, if I get it, I'll just get over it. Well, maybe, or mm-hmm. maybe not. Uh, maybe it's something that lasts or sticks with me for a long, long time or worse. So I, I'm mm-hmm. just, it's a its a conversation that's interesting because it just depends on what little domain you're in as to when you're going to get vaccinated against this thing. And it just, it feels odd. I think overall, though, we're on a good, we're, in, we're, we're, Definitely. we're, we're on, we're on, we're on our way. You know, I mean, I think we're on our way. <clears throat> it's it's going to take a minute, but we're on our way. You know, and I, I'm 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 excited for some normalcy. I, I can't wait for it to be like after World War II, where everyone's like making love in the streets. <laughs> 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 it's going to be great. I mean, it's, is that what it's you're going to do? That's your oh, first thing. God. Maybe you'll yeah. sweat. Maybe that'll make you sweat. Maybe even if I don't, I'm just going to male or female. The first person I see. I'm just gonna make love to them Man, on the street. Just that's a note to yeah. everybody out there. Yeah, get away from me. Figure out, <laughs> figure out when Oliver's getting vaccinated. Listen to this podcast, <laughs> and then prepare yourself for that week. Don't go anywhere near him. Uh, where are you? I, is I is are you? Is that the desert? I'm in Palm Desert right now. We've been here for 10 days. Kids are doing school. We're just hanging. We actually leave tomorrow. I've been trying to work on my stupid golf game, which has been, you know, fairly good. Fairly good. We're, 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 we're figuring some things out. And uh, I'm hanging. I've, I'm, you know, waiting on my show. I, I did a show, in, uh, a pilot for CBS, and it turned out really great. I watched it. It's really funny. It's got a lot of heart. Everyone's very good in it. My son Bodie is a regular on the show. He's amazing, and uh, it's good. And it's it's. Um, I don't say things are good that I do. I'm very critical, but I really think it's a good show, and uh, it's got a lot of positive response. So now we're just waiting to see what happens, uh, whether we get picked up or not. And I'll probably know within a month, is my guess. And um, other than that, man, I'm, I'm hanging. I'm being a dad. Good for you. Well, I, if the show's good, correct me if I'm wrong, but if, mm-hmm. if you are your own worst critic and the show has you in it and Malin, am I saying that right? Malin Ackerman? Yep. Malin Ackerman, 
Vanessa Lachey, Brent Morin. Yeah. Okay, comedian. so you go on and on. It's it's a great show. It's well written. It's got heart. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It will find a home, right? I mean, it, well, if, no, I mean, it, if CBS it, it, doesn't green like this, I know, yeah. but if CBS, let's say they pass, aren't we, aren't we in an era now where maybe shows I mean, shift and go either to the Netflix of the world or couldn't that go to another know. network? CBS studio would be the one in control of that. And they would have to be able to pivot or think it's good enough to try to sell it to someone else. I, I don't know. Um, I thought that was going to happen with my other show. Honestly, I did a show called Splitting Up Together with Jenna Fisher, who you know. And um, we got canceled. It was an ABC show, but it was really good. And and I thought that Warner Brothers, who was the studio, who really loved the show, was going to sort of say, okay, great, sucks, but we're going to try to find another home for this thing. And it didn't happen, and, and that's just the way it is. So I think we need to bank on this being picked up. I I, I think that if it doesn't get picked up, it's pretty much dead in the water. But I have a good feeling. I have a really good feeling about it. I do. So That's great. And usually my instincts are pretty good, and I'm hoping that I'm right. Well, good. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you more than – I'm rooting for you more than you're rooting for you because it's so Probably. good for you, and you need to be – seen and heard and i put it out of my head you know i put it out of my head i mean when i was earlier in my career i would stress so much about these things and you know whether it was going to get picked up and what are the numbers and is it doing well and you know are people liking me or people liking the show and and as i've gotten older i've 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 put less weight into that i i don't stress about that anymore because it's out of my hands and i think that's that's how I'm trying to live my life right now, and I have been for some years now. And it's been freeing, honestly. There's been a weight lifted off of my shoulders because I can't control anything but what I can control. And I know that seems obvious, but sometimes it's hard to see. It's done. I did it. There's nothing that I can do anymore except enjoy my life. If I'm going to spend time stressing about it, then I'm just... Yeah, I'm wasting time. I remember you the know? movie Bridge of Spies, I think it was, that the With, supporting uh, actor won the Oscar. Yes. And I, I, I didn't see the movie. I saw clips of the movie, or I saw parts of it. Hanks, Tom Hanks is in it, right? And he's, he's hand-delivering this spy back to Russia, I believe, or Germany, or where, wherever this thing is taking place. And as they're walking, and he says it multiple times in the movie, it's kind of his catchphrase, for lack of a better term. They're walking back, and he looks at Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks looks at him, and he says, are you worried about going back to your home country? And his line was always, would that help? Mm-hmm. And and that that's so true. I worry about so much that I have absolutely no control over. Even people's reaction to my work on a Sunday or my mm-hmm. people's reaction to a World Series call or whatever. And I worry so much. All I can do is put it out there. People can like it. People can attach significance to it, cannot, can blow it off, can think it stinks, can think it's great. But there's nothing I can do about that. And it's the same. Like if, if you know this project is good and you did all you could and you prepared and you were your best self, I, that's got to be a really good feeling to know that you've turned in you've turned in your good work and if they like it they like it and if they don't it's still good work do you worry about your kids 
you've got your older girls and you've got your boys. I mean, do you stress about your girls being? That's all I worry about. Okay. And then I worry about their health. I I worry about their health and their safety. I I was about to get into that. So do you, what do you worry about? I don't worry at all about, you know, Natalie, is she going to get a role in something or Trudy? Mm -hmm. Is she going to get an A on her thesis at USC or the boy? I, all I care Mm -hmm. about is health and safety. And beyond that, I, I don't care. I, I never cared about their grades. I always wanted them to do well. I wanted them to but work even, hard. But even, but even worrying about their health and safety, right? It, it what does do no good. About? It does no but good. What do you wor- but what are your worries? You know, I mean, I think this is a relatable topic, honestly, because we all worry about that. I mean, you know, I worry about their health and safety, of course, and, and Aaron is, worries about that even more than I do. But what do you worry about? What what are you worried that they're going to get into a situation, a car accident, or something yeah, crazy? Absolutely. Something, and I remember yeah. when Trudy was, let's say, four, my youngest daughter, and we were in a house in a neighborhood, and across the street, the little neighborhood street, was uh, a house that we went to a lot, and and she went across. She got out of the front door somehow, and mm-hmm. walked across the street to the neighbor's house, and she was. Four or three and a half, little tiny kid. <laughs> oh my god! And right. and it was right over, like our house sat right over a little crest in the neighborhood. Like if anybody had been driving in that one moment, mm. they would have never seen her. Mm-hmm. And 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 that is that makes me, I, I honest to God, that makes me audibly when I think about it, and I think about it all the time. That moment, what could have happened? As I'm laying in bed, and it makes me, it makes me make a noise, which is crazy. That's how anxiety ridden I am. But I think of that with the boys and being little and not knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, don't walk over by that staircase that doesn't have a railing, or mm-hmm. don't. You know, they're walking up along the back edge of the couch, which is terrible. But you turn around for one second, and they're, and and I just it just catches takes my breath away. So I, that's the stuff that I can do mm. nothing about. I'm wasting my time worrying about it, but I do think it makes me more vigilant as a parent. And and if I didn't worry about it, ah, oh, you know, whatever, they're kids. You're not going to get hurt. They're going to. I'm just not that way. And and I know you're different than me on one on to one degree in that you will, you know, you're good on the dirt bikes and the outdoors mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. I I'm going to have to grow into that, especially with these boys, because I, I am going to be an absolute puddle of. <laughs> nerves and fear sweat, anxiety and sweat nerves that you can't make and yeah. sweat i'd be jealous no i know it's such it's such an interesting line that you have to walk and i find myself sometimes having these fears and then saying okay oliver let it go man you know you you have to let them do their thing but to what extent you know my boys are getting to the age now um, 13 and 10, where they want their independence. You know, I mean, they want to skate into the na- into like the neighborhood and go get Subway or something. And the route takes them along Sunset, you know, which is a street in LA that is, you know, highly traffic. It's high traffic. And, and you know, I'm like, well, you got to do it. You have to put some faith in your kids. You have to trust that they're going to be okay that they're going to make the right decisions. Now, if a car swerves out of control and, you know, you can't control that. I I don't, I don't know what to say, but if you shelter them too much, if you, if you hold them back from those things, that could be even 
just as much, if not more, detrimental to them moving forward. So I'm walking this line. You know, I don't have a ton of fear. And the fear that I do have, sometimes I, I say, okay, you're fine. They're going to be good. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting age, you know, right now that I'm dealing with because they want, they want their independence. They want to do things on their own. It, it, they get off on it. And you, yeah. you almost got to let them do it. I, but, and I, I'm being a total hypocrite because the way I grew up, and my mom was a warrior and everything else, but I, I went to a summer computer camp across the highway that I got on my bike, and it was such a liberating feeling. It's like the first day you get the keys to a car. You pass your driver's test. And I got on my bike, and I was able to leave my house, go. I, it was probably a mile and a half to this this school across an overpass. Mm-hmm. Now, why am I going to deny my kids that or, or the ability to just go be on their own a little bit and then come home at the right time? And all, I mean, that's part of growing up. That's part of have, mm-hmm. being responsible. That's I can't, I'm not going to shut them in the basement until they're 30. So I, you have to let them go. It just, I don't know if the world is a scarier place now because I'm a parent because of shows like Dateline and it feels like there's a predator around every corner or, or were those people always there and we just didn't know it and and there mm-hmm. was no automatic update to your phone and there was no show that was highlighting freak shows that are walking the earth and, yeah. and that's, I, I don't know the answer to that. It certainly feels well, you know, it's, like it's more dangerous. It's funny, it's funny you say that because um, I have looked up the statistics of this, you know, not not for this not for this podcast, but just in general. And, you know, back then, it was way more dangerous than it is now as far as kidnappings and all that shit. We're living in a very safe world compared to when I was a kid anyway. Um, yeah, well, so, I'm older than you. I mean, we didn't wear yeah. seat belts. We were flopping around in the backseat yeah. of a station wagon. We were. The, the, I, it told, the difference is, though, is information. We live in a fear-driven society. Everything is fear-based. You know, every fucking headline you read, whether it's from CNN to Fox to MSNBC to OWN or whatever it's network to get a reaction. you choose, it, that's it's why they're all written like fear-based. That. And we hear everything that goes down. The smallest little thing that happens in a small little town to a, to a family, which is tragic and, and, and horrible, but we would never have heard that. 15 years ago and that instills this fear into us yeah you're right and 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 that's what's happening i think right now we're just fearful you know i mean what is going to happen how is this from an evolution standpoint not to get crazy deep but what well how does this work you know i mean moving forward yeah well the whole idea of clickbait and 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 this is a this is a part of it. What you're talking about. I mean, I'm a part of it all the time. I'm a part of it because I said on Colin Coward's podcast on oh my god, yeah, Monday. I read, I read this about that. It's like that is so old. That information is so old. And I've said that on shows ten times. Ten times I've said that. That back yeah. in like 2013, I'd get a gig- I'd have the runner go get a gigantic beer and I would sip on it. I'm not slamming it. I'm not drunk. Yeah. I'm not. It was like a mental trigger to just chill and do the game, have fun. That that yeah. that's what it represented. It wasn't like, yeah, hey, there's alcohol there. I'm gonna I'm gonna get drunk. That's not at all, and that's not what I said. 
I said it, it is a mental trigger to just remember that we're supposed to be having fun doing a game. And that's it. And, not, and then it becomes like, Joe Buck drinks during games. No, I don't. No, I don't. I mean, yeah. did I used to sip something just like as a little thimbleful just to like put it in my head? Yeah, but I haven't done that in a long time, and it's irrelevant. I'm 21. I'm okay. I'm not a pilot. Yeah, by the way, even if you did have a beer or two during a game, I mean, I, you know, I know there's a corporate aspect to it all, but, I mean, you're a grown man. As long as you're performing, as long as you're as good as you can fucking be, and you are a Hall of Fame broadcaster, so have a couple fucking beers, you know, yeah, that's the problem I'm, today, too. I mean, even what, what about the announcers back then? What about these guys who... My dad you know, was one the, of them. I mean, Yeah, your dad. He probably he did the ice, He did and, the ice bowl. He was like, I remember. He's like, hey, Jack, how'd you get through that? Well, it, uh, that wasn't just coffee in my coffee cup. Ha, ha, ha. But back then, it was kind of just part of the shtick. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they drank or they didn't. You know, I, there's, there's an announcer here in St. Louis, Mike Shannon, who is like a second father to me. And sometimes he says crazy stuff and people go, oh, Shannon was drinking again or, oh, Harry Carey was drinking again. I guarantee you none of these. I've never I've grew up in that booth. I've never seen Mike Shannon have a drink in the booth in my life. Mm-hmm. And I worked with him for over 10 years. Never saw it. Never happened. But people mm-hmm. just assume. And so what? I mean, it's you're, you're it's a sporting event. So mm-hmm. my point is we're not doing anything that's going to change the spin of the earth. And so sometimes you need a little reminder when you're doing a game for 110 million people that you're supposed (laughs) to be having fun. It shouldn't matter if one person's watching or 110 million people are watching. It should be the same. And and I really, and sometimes I have to have a little, I I write stuff on my scorebook. I write stuff on my boards for football. Relax, have fun, smile. It's like a, it's just yeah. a way to kind of pop the stress bubble of. Oh hey, God! And by the way, in my world, the amount of actors who have a little bop bop bop, you know, yeah. during the day of working, I mean, I'd say at over fifty percent, honestly. You know, I mean, that's part of the deal sometimes um and and then and then even go a step further and you talk about beta blockers you know that sort of calm your nerves and don't allow you to get to that level of insanity because with acting you know i'm sure even with what you're doing when you got to remember lines and if you get overwhelmed those lines go away they go out of your head and now you're totally fucked you know i mean i had i had a situation like that uh, I did a TV show called Nashville, and um, it was a tough time for me. And even, you know, relating this to to our podcast and daddy issues, you know, Rio was my my youngest daughter. My daughter was just born. She was ten days old, and I got the call to go to Nashville to go do this show. And I think it, I thought it was a great opportunity. You know, I just finished Rules of Engagement. You got to stay relevant. You know, you're sort of on the hamster wheel, just trying to keep in the game. And the money was not good at all, but I'm going to go do it. It's with Connie. It's with Connie. And, and, and she was awesome. She's a great actress. And uh, first day of set, I show up. 
and I'm just out of my mind. I am cry- I was crying before I left because I didn't want to leave my daughter. I'm a family guy through and through. And I have to do this scene. There's a there's 200 extras in this bar, and it's a music venue, and it's crazy, and the music's playing, and then they cut the music off. And now you're supposed to do your scene. I just met everybody. I didn't know fuck all. I didn't know anybody there. They'd already been doing the show for a year ahead of me. They all knew each other. I was like the new guy. And I was just out of my mind emotionally, and I could not remember a line to save my life. And it was horrifying. You know, it's a horrifying feeling when all eyes are on you and you have to keep starting over, starting over, starting over. And every time you start over, you get less and less confident. And by the sixth time, you're done, dude. You are toast. Your memory is fried. You don't remember any lines. And now you're going line by line. And they're feeding you lines just to get the scene done. And it is a horrible, horrible feeling. Oh, it God, was, that makes me so sweat. gnarly. You might not be able oh. to sweat. That story makes me sweat because I've Dude, and it the little moment. bit that I've done like that, and, and mine's different because I'm just seeing it and reacting. And mm-hmm. you're you're having a pre-made conversation that you have to yeah. not only remember what you're saying, but remember what your cues are so that you start saying it when you're supposed to say I it's just Oh, it's, dude, I, I went up, I, I, we finished the scene, and it was very arduous, and it was crazy, and I was, you know, it was horrible for me, and I went up to Callie, who's the creator of the show, and was directing that episode, and I just said, hey, you know, I barely knew her, too, uh, barely at all, I, I just said, hey, just so you know, it's not going to be like this, okay, I'm just telling you, it's not going to be this way, and, you know, I, I'm just in a, I'm in a crazy place right now, and I left my, my family, and, and, and I'm just tripping a little bit. And I, I need you to know that it's not going to be this way because you you can easily be fired. You know what I mean? It's not hard to say, hey, you know what? He can't cut it. We got to find somebody else. You know, and then things calm down, obviously. But, you know, those moments are, are so gnarly. But that also <laughs> feeds that voice in your head like, I'm not good enough. I shouldn't oh, be God, here. And, course, and, and yeah. I, but I, I read, uh, I went back on on our podcast platform and I looked at some of the reviews today. I was on an airplane flying home and I, you know, they're all great. People say nice things. And then I see one that says, these guys just can't relate. They'll never Mm. relate. Still gave us three stars, which was nice. But the guy said, you know, these two guys can't relate. And I feel like no matter what we're talking about, there's some piece of that 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 is relatable. Mm. Um and and so when you do a game for 100 million people or you're on stage or you're in front of a group or you're on a Zoom call or you're in your classroom and you have to present something, whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, that little voice that can get louder and louder and louder uh, is is frightening because it, it can take over your train of thought. And I, I would imagine for you in that position that ev- that spoke to every insecurity you have oh god of course and by the way i fucking hate that shit you know and i don't let it get to me but like you can't relate they can't relate i i I, it's 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 funny because this has been in my it's been in my world for the last little while you know where i it's i don't know why i've been talking about this with various people but there's this idea there's this there's this conception that because you were 
people know who you are or you know you're in the public eye or you have some sort of celebrity of some kind or or you have money that you have no feelings and that life is just fucking hunky dory all the time that's so crazy to me that's so short-sighted you know i i don't everyone has their issues i i it's so weird. I, I understand, like, from maybe an outside perspective, how they can see it, and they say, oh, what are you complaining about, you know? But, you know, we've talked about this before. We went over the whole—I remember I read Remember I read that whole uh, comment that that guy made. Right. But it, it's, it's, it's weirdly bothering me. Well, lately. it's a good thing I, you don't I, do what I do, because I, 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 I wade through that stuff. I don't really anymore, but if I wanted to wade through mm-hmm. it, I could after every game— I just let it come and go. And and I only brought that up because yeah. you're talking about being on stage in Nashville and poor me. And I'm talking about mm-hmm. doing a Super Bowl and poor me. Yeah, but it, it's feelings. They're all f- still real feelings. Right. I, <laughs> I agree. Know. I will give you uh, something that will make me completely unrelatable. Okay, uh, something that I've, that I've not told you that I got done uh, two weeks ago today. Yeah, you've been teasing this. You've been teasing this. And I've been very curious. What, what are you... Uh, you're not going to hurt my feelings. What, what do you think it is? <sighs> well, the hair plugs, you know, I know that you were going to take some soldiers, you know, who were in the barracks and put them on the front lines but I, I, i'm not sure that that's it i you know two it's weeks not it ago, that wouldn't that okay. wouldn't be that wouldn't be in my life no. having written about that and us talking about it ad nauseum that would yeah not no be, i know uh, i know so you got it done two weeks ago can we play can we, can, we, can we make this into a bit of a game of sorts you know i mean is this something you did to your body yes we play twenty. We're playing twenty questions. Yeah, playing twenty questions. Um, is it something that you did to a certain specific part of your body? Uh, yeah, yeah, but not a specific part. I would okay. say general vicinity. Okay. Um, that's two questions. Is it? We're not going to a, believe me. By the time you get no, to five, no. I'm going to tell you what happened. <laughs> Is it above your pubic line or below your pubic line? It's above. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh. Two weeks ago. Is it some sort of a plastic surgery? Yes. <gasps> wow. Is it above? Is it, is it your neck and above? No. So it's your stomach region. Yeah. You did liposuction. I did. Wow. Oh, my God. I did, and I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) Okay. 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 But I think you probably know why, because we've talked about this, poking around at this for— We did even starting this whole (laughs) podcast today. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when I got out of college, I weighed like 240. I weigh 205 okay. right now, maybe sometimes mm-hmm. 195. And it doesn't matter how much I diet, doesn't matter how much I tr- 
try to make myself look and more importantly, feel better about how I look, Mm -hmm. it won't go away. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to have these two boys that are going to want to be in a pool with me wherever we are, friend's house, at our house, and feel horrible every time about myself, as crazy as that may sound to people. Every time I take my shirt off and go into the pool, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to get something done at 51 years old that I have not been able to tackle without assistance. And mm-hmm. I did it, and I'm glad I did it, and I feel good about it, and mm-hmm. it was relatively painless. It wasn't like a, it wasn't mm-hmm. really a lot, but it was enough mm-hmm. to make a difference to me. And mm-hmm. so as far as being unrelatable, now I'm even more unrelatable, but I feel like, I don't think you are, but, 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 but here, here's how you're not unrelatable is, is wh- why do you total insecurity? You like, my, my self image right. in my head is no matter what the outward appearance might suggest my Mm -hmm. uh, confidence should be or my feeling of how I look or feel, it's far below where it should be. So when I talked to Michelle, Mm -hmm. I was like scared to even tell her that I was (laughs) thinking about doing this. And she was like, are you effing kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Right? Are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I really want to do this for me. And then it was like this beautiful moment of her. And I kind of explained, you know, being the fat kid, being made fun of, feeling terrible about myself, having a younger wife who's perfectly fit, who now we're parents of these little kids. I already feel old as it is because I'm Mm -hmm. dropping my two and a half year olds off at this little school. And all the other parents are 20 years younger than me. So I already mm-hmm. have that, plus all the past baggage. I'm getting something done. And, and, and however I described it to her with how I felt about myself, she was crying. And, and that Aww. it broke my heart, but it also made me feel great that I have this partner mm-hmm. who was like in it with me. She's like, great, then let's go mm-hmm. do it. Then let's get it done, and you'll feel better about yourself. And so I've told really all my friends and and I mm-hmm. I I really don't feel like I care to hide anything so I I that's Well this is fucking awesome dude because I I mean I I guess the next question is you know why do you feel like you want to tell the world I I mean I guess if the world is 600 people listening to the podcast, right. but you know, what, 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 it, why do you feel like I mean, who you cares? Wanted- I, I don't care about it. That's not the stuff that you just like when the, the hair stuff came out in my book, mm-hmm. you know, that's the whole mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and end of my book with everything swirling mm-hmm. around it. And it's the mm-hmm. best thing I ever did for myself, not just getting the transplant surgeries, but mm-hmm. talking about it. And and going through a vocal cord paralysis as a result of that. And now here I am again getting an elective surgery because I feel so crappy about myself in a pool. Well, mm-hmm. I, I feel like talking about it while some will, mm-hmm. you know, make fun of it or rip me for it or think I'm vain or whatever it is. 
Maybe it helps somebody else feel that, you know, if you don't feel good about yourself, it's okay. I'm not saying everybody has to go and do something about it to that degree, but you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And you see me on TV and I don't feel good about myself. So that's a weird position to be in, in front of a hundred million people being on camera and being like, Mm -hmm. God, I feel it's just, it's in my head. And, and it's something that I go to therapy about and it's something that I, so it's like, I told my therapist about it and I was waiting kind of for her reaction. And it was, Oh, you're getting a little tune up at 51. It wasn't like, Oh my God, what, what are you, it was, it was very supportive. And, and so that's, that's (laughs) all these little things led me to get this done. And, I can only say that two weeks after the fact, it feels like it's something that uh, I will be happy I got done. Yeah. Well, by the way, it's no longer a taboo thing. You know what I mean? Like there are so many men who do what you did. I mean, I, I, I've, I, I had Botox in my fucking face last year. It was the first time I did it. I haven't done it since, but, you know, I liked it. But then what happened was I stopped sweating, and now I'm wondering if that's oh the my fucking God. reason why. That's, that timed up with that? <laughs> it kind of did. I mean, I went in. I went in to, okay, same as you. I'm on camera, and I look at myself. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, you, you look like Jack Palance's wallet. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Jesus so I'm like, let me see if there's anything I can do here. And I got some weird laser and I'm like, oh shit. And then, you know, he filled, he's like, what about some Botox? I'm like, oh man. And then he did it and it was fucking great. I was like, I look amazing. And then I didn't, and then that's around the time when I stopped sweating. So I'm not sure. I know Botox in the area. Sometimes people get Botox in their armpits who are excessive sweaters. My daughter, my daughter's had that. And it works. Yeah. I had it. The only time I've had Botox after all this stuff that I've had done to me, the only time I've had Botox was in the back of my head for migraines. Oh, yeah. I heard that's good. I have not, knock on wood, I have not had one since. I've never had Botox in my face, but I had it back there. The guy's like, yeah, this should take care of this kind of tension that you have in the back of your head. And so far, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean- I think the amount of men who go and do these elective things, it's far greater than we even know. Um, but, dude, it's all about what's making you feel good, you know? And if, if that's what makes you feel good and feel... Well, well, at one the end of, of the best, day, what is life about? One of my best friends is, and someday the two of you shall meet, but he's also the guy that I work out with. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous to bring it up to him. And he's like, look, man, you and I have been talking about this for 20 years. Like, I, if I thought this was like some fly off the handle, hey, I'm just going to go do this because I want to feel better tomorrow, and it wasn't something that had been weighing you down, so to speak, I, mm. I wouldn't be for it. <laughs> I, I would not be for it. But I really, honestly, I feel like you're doing everything you can do and living a realistic lifestyle, and you're not mm. happy, and it's not changing. And this these little pockets... If Mm -hmm. this can take care of that and make you feel better, it's like, I'm excited for you. It's just, it's been Mm -hmm. like one step leading up to it, starting with Michelle, but my friend Ryan and then my therapist and whatever. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to do this and I'm going to hold this Mm -hmm. in my pocket for when we come back on 
daddy issues. <laughs> and now I will tell you that in mid-May, I am going for another soldier spruce up up front. Are you? With my hair, but I'm going to a guy in L.A. that has done the list huh? of people, which I'm not allowed to say, of people that I know that not. have been there are yes. freaking mind-blowing. Like, I, I am a hawk. I know who's had it. I know who hasn't just because I've been through eight yeah. of them. I know what it looks like. I know the telltale signs. And the people that yeah. I know that have gone to see this guy, I have no idea. And these are A-list wow. actors that are big-time, big-time people that I'm like, are you kidding? Like, if he can do one-third, one-eighth of that, for the front of my hair so that I'm not filling it in yeah. with those flakes as I when I go on yeah. camera. Yeah. I'm in. I'm going to do it again. I said <laughs> I would never do it again. And I'm, I, So I talked to the guy, and I'm like, hey, I don't go under for this, right? Because I won't go under because I've already had that. No. Yeah, it's bad, right? He said, no, absolutely oh not. They, they do individual hairs out of the back of your head and put, like, it's legit, but it takes six hours. And he's like, you're not going to go under. We'll make you comfortable. And people act, some people actually enjoy it. And so, mm. but here's the, here's the end of the story, and then we can shut up and wait for next week. Mm -hmm. um, so I talked to the plastic surgeon about my procedure a month ago. I'm like, so here's the deal. This is a deal breaker. Like, if, mm -hmm. if you're going to put me under for this, I'm not doing it. I'll mm -hmm. do it awake. I'll, I'll go through whatever pain I have to go through. But I'm not getting intubated because I'm not doing a stupid procedure and jeopardizing my career again. I've already gone through that before, mm -hmm. so not doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, she goes, uh, I talked to the anesthesiologist. They will not intubate you. They put something into the back of your throat. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you sure nothing's going past my vocal cords? Nothing's going past your vocal cords. So the day of the surgery comes, and I'm... I'm meeting the anesthesiologist. I'm about to be wheeled in. And I'm like, so just to go back over this again, nothing's going down my throat. Well, we're going to put a mm -hmm. little cuff down. I was like, oh, wait, that's not what I was told. Like, that's not, that's mm -hmm. a, I'm, I'm going to have to go. And so they figured out a way around it. But the kicker when I was pleading my case was this is Groundhog Day. So I got it done on Groundhog Day. And I'm like, there's no way in hell oh my God. I am getting intubated for a plastic <laughs> surgery procedure on Groundhog Day. That is just spitting in the face of fate and saying, come and get me again. And I was like, no way. So they found a different way, did it drug-wise wow. and and, uh, and just made me comfortable. Oh He's like, now, God. if anything goes wrong in the procedure, I need your consent that I have. I'm like, if something's going wrong and I'm not breathing or something, cut me open. I don't care. At that point, save my life. We're good. Yeah. But right. if we don't need that, then he's like, let me see your airway. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. You have a big airway. He's like, okay, we can do this another way. And, so it went well. They kind of limited what they were doing so that the procedure was shorter, which I was fine mm -hmm. with. I'm like, I'll take shorter mm -hmm. and less mm -hmm. to not be intubated because mm -hmm. I am not rolling those dice again. Mm -hmm. So there you go. I feel like if this podcast continues, 
you know, in two years, you, you and I are going to be like Wayne Newton, <laughs> Nikki Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Rourke. Yes, I will be unrecognizable. We can do like a, uh, a but, video montage or like a uh, just some sort of time lapse thing of how now I look like unfrozen caveman lawyer. Oh my god, I know. And me, oh yeah, my boat. By the way, I had a when I did the Botox, I had a I had a frozen moment that was insane too. You know, where my eyebrow went up and it was, you know, it was it, look. People are probably getting the comments on this podcast. I can't fucking wait. Like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to read them. Oh, oh, dude. Well, good for you. Look, uh, you know, I, I, you're brave. Okay, you're brave that you're even saying this thing. You know, in, in, in the world of keyboard, you know, assholes who are sitting at their homes and are able to sort of make comments and. And not go face to face. Good for you. I think if it makes you feel good, great. I've done things, honestly, I'm 44, you know, that have made myself feel a little bit better. And that's just the way it fucking is. Yeah. You know, and and hey, good on you, good on me, good on anyone who wants to sort of do anything to improve their self-esteem. Or not. It doesn't you matter. Know, it only matters to me. And I'm only being as transparent as I would hope any guest would be. That we have mm-hmm. on this show. And so people go, well, true. who do you want as a guest? Who's your, who's your number one guest? I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Tiger Woods. He'd be great. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He'd be great. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. right on down the line. But if they're going to come on and they're not going to be real or be mm-hmm. open, maybe not to that degree, but, but really talk about their life, mm-hmm. I don't care who the name is, the, the show's bad. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And that's I that's why that. when I, I go that. on anybody else's yeah. show, whether I'm talking about, yeah. oh, I used to get a beer in the first inning of, of a thing, I'm trying to be entertaining. And and if if that mm-hmm. ruffles somebody feather, somebody's feathers or they want to take that and push that forward as if like I'm drunk in the booth or whatever, okay, go ahead. It doesn't mm-hmm. I, I don't care. That's that's not the stuff that I'm gonna concern myself with anymore. Do you think Michael Jordan has had any work done? Mm. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> Probably not. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> but you, you don't know. You don't know. Uh, oh, dude, you don't fucking know. You and and I, I don't know the hair situation with anybody. I'm, I'm not gonna throw stones. Yeah. I, I have my own thoughts yeah. on on certain people. But I think there are people you see in the sporting world now that are playing current players that mm-hmm. have had work done and and mm-hmm. you know these are multi multi multi-millionaire mm-hmm. got the world by the tail athletes that have had stuff done to feel better and and yeah it's just a fact and and so yeah hey whatever i've had hair plugs no now i've had lipo <laughs> uh, i'm gonna yeah, get more hair wait. plugs and anything else <laughs> i think we should do whatever the the uh, subscription thing is yeah. We we should for like a subscriber fee off this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will like videotape the whole experience of going yeah. in to get the hair transplant surgery. Oh, that's great. Yeah, well there's other mediums that we can do to do that. And I I also think maybe we should do a for our male audience anyway. We should do a 
a giveaway, a mail makeover giveaway. If there's someone out there who needs hair plugs, you know, you know, maybe yeah. we can we can help them out with it. Or if anyone needs some, you know, like some lasers or some Botox or you know to like make their chin look a little bit better. Right. You know, what take I mean? a little like, bit off the chin. I mean, Ian <laughs> Poulter, like, Ian Poulter on the PJ Tour does cool sculpting. That's one of his sponsors, and he does it like on his yeah. throat, on his yeah. you know neck or whatever. I, people. I think would be surprised. So I'm with you. I think we should fund somehow. <laughs> Dude, I love a that daddy idea, makeover. A, <laughs> a daddy makeover. Because there's mommy makeovers. That's a thing. Right. Like that's an actual thing where you do a mommy makeover. I will makeover. say the bruising Dude. after lipo, I look like, like pile after they put bars of soap in a pillowcase and pounded on him <laughs> when they found the donut in his, uh, in his foot locker. <laughs> I I am bruised like somebody took a bat to my yeah. rib cage oh, and my gnarly. stomach. But other than Dude, that, I love this idea. I love the daddy makeover giveaway idea. I think that's fucking amazing. Yeah, and we'll get it sponsored. By the way, we could do that. I I have a I have I I think I can work this out. Actually, I mean, you know, I know enough people who. Might be clearly able to help I do too. Something I like mean, if this. they're in the you Midwest, yeah, they come to St. Louis. If they're out west, <laughs> they can if go the to west, you. Come to L.A. We'll work. I mean, this in out L.A., it's like a drive-through situation, right? With oh yeah, it's like Starbucks. Yeah. basically. Hey, I'll take a uh, macchiato, caramel macchiato, <laughs> and a tummy tuck, right. and uh, tighten my face up. Right, and then uh, oh, you know what? Throw in uh, yeah, throw in a neck lift. Um, I'll. You know, and then a scone. Right, and a scone. <laughs> and a cake pop. Oh, my God. I'm all about cake pops Amazing. and, yeah, rhinoplasty. Well, you know what? I mean, it's it's honestly, it's on brand with what we're doing. I mean, daddy issues. This is a daddy issue sometimes for people. Just you know for the I mean? narcissist out there issue. like me. I'm a narcissist. Yeah, I don't even think it's about narcissism. I think it's about feeling good. I mean, if it's going to make you feel better and, and build some confidence in you, and you know, that's why it might be nice to do, to do a, a daddy, you know, a daddy makeover giveaway. Because honestly, to be real, it is not, it, it's expensive shit. Yeah, you know what I mean, it is. It's not. It's not cheap. And so, whatever they tell you in these surgeries, doesn't matter what the surgery's for. A knee replacement, hip replacement, hair transplant, mm-hmm. life, whatever. It's always more than they tell you it's going to be. And it always hurts mm-hmm. a little bit more. And the recovery is a lot more than they say other mm-hmm. than, oh, no, you, you can go to work like the next day. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> as you walk in, as if you've just been in a 30-car pileup. <laughs> I okay yeah I can go to work the next day sure uh-huh oh my god wow well this was a, this was uh this was a, a revelation it's very nice I don't know it's that good. it's interesting like to, to anybody else but hey I don't care oh it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be good for our show because it's gonna get picked up you know it's gonna be written about it's gonna be all over sports illustrated <laughs> you know it's, is it it's, good, it's gonna dude. be all over sports yeah. illustrated oh yeah well, the only way it's all over Sports Illustrated is if I do like or ESPN the magazine, like the body issue. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm working toward. Dude, you gotta do the body. 
That's funny. With a headset on. You got to do the body. Flexing. Just totally naked. It was just a headset. That's incredible. Yeah. Hey, Sports Illustrated, if you're listening, Joe Buck for the next body issue. Because, you know, the body issue, they're all naked. That's ESPN. That's ESPN. Oh, it's ESPN. Sorry. Okay. ESPN. That's right. ESPN, if you're listening, the body issue, Joe Buck. It'll give me goals. Beautiful. It'll give me goals. I think it's... I think they need to do an announcer section. So it's like you, Al Michaels, Nance, Nance Romo, Tarico, Troy. Tarico. Oh my God. Tell Dude, me that wouldn't sell. Beautiful. It would crush. Al Michaels is on the be, cover. But here's what it's got to be uh, like the old school. It's got to be taped shut in the store. <laughs> So you can't leaf through it. You gotta buy it. Like an old like it like the old penthouse. Like an old penthouse or hustler, <laughs> may Larry Flint rest in peace. Right. Uh, where it's like it's, uh, by the it's way, yeah, taped shut. So you can't stand there. You you gotta buy it. And let's see how it does. That is amazing. I honestly think that if they are listening, that would be an incredible I'm not addition. gonna do it. Why not? It would be amazing. Oh my god! What if everyone does it? What if what if everyone's on board? What if Michaels and Nance? What if everyone's like, "Fuck it, we're then, gonna do then it." Then you you can be sure that if that's the case, the world will end the next afternoon. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm the only idiot that would talk about this stuff. I'm the only idiot right. that tries to be as transparent as he can be. Sometimes it bites mm-hmm. me in the ass. Sometimes it makes me more relatable. I'll take mm-hmm. I'll take the more relatable, and if mm-hmm. some people think that it's narcissistic to do that, then okay. But I guarantee yeah. I'm not yeah. the only one doing it. I just am the only one no. of the few willing to talk about it. Yeah, well, good for you. That's why I love you, Joe. We didn't even get to any of these things. Uh, I know we didn't get to. Uh, uh, Here's a good one. I, I saw it from okay. at Raz underscore Theoni. Yeah. Aikman, Smoltz, Hudson, and Buck foursome. What's the leaderboard look like? I, I can do it simply. But I, I want to well, hear what your okay. answer is. This depend this 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 is gonna rest on how what you think of your own golf game. I don't know about a I don't know where Aikman's at. You know, I don't know his game. I know Smoltz is a good golfer, but I know he can be, you know, hit and miss. You know, I know that I played with Smoltz at uh, American Century. I've played with Smoltz 30 times. Yeah, many times. Yeah. So if we're all on our games, is that sort of the idea? Yeah. You know? Let's say everybody pl- turns in not their best, but everybody plays well. Yeah. I'll say I'm going to go top. i say me, Smoltz, you, Aikman. No. Nope. In fact, you think Smol- Smoltz would wipe you all over the course. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you know how much I love your game. You know how much respect I have for your left-handed swing. You have a best swing, one of the best I've seen. What Smoltz is Smoltz's game? Just I mean, so he's played hot. in senior tour events. He's 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 way better than you think he is. He he's obsessed with golf. He's he will consistently okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give it to him. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. And Troy argue doesn't that. play anymore because he just doesn't. I don't think he wants to chase it that much like you and I do, but now I think he wants to get back yeah. in it. So that makes me happy yeah. because then that means that he and I can play on the road like we yeah. used to a decade ago, yeah. but he just kind of dropped it. Now he wants to start playing yeah. again. 
But yeah, I, I, well, I think golf, that's right. Golf is back, man. I mean, I know this, these singular sports during COVID are back, and golf is back. I mean, all of my friends are playing. Wyatt, my brother, is starting to play. He's obsessed with it now. You know, it's, it's fun. Kurt's back well, in. Well, during the it's, pandemic, it's, as you know, I mean, you go to any golf course, they're doing record business because it's outside. Yeah. Yep. And you can get out and actually do something and you can't, they cannot keep people off the, I mean, they can legally, but once that's opened up, people are like, sign me up. I want to be outside walking around with my friends. I'm too cooped up. Yeah. God, now I want to play Smoltz. Now, now I'm like, now I'm competitive. Uh, uh, I want yeah. to beat him. No, you won't. But you'll look good doing it, I I, but you'll look good in second place. All right. I'll take it for now. I'll take it for now. Okay. Um, Anything else? Uh, there are a lot of people that are happy we're back. Good. I'm happy we're back. I mean, I really am. I, I, this is this is so fun for me, man. I mean, it really is. I missed I missed you. I missed doing this. It's a blast. I love it. You know, I mean, there are a lot of things that we do and, you know, I have my acting and you have your, your world and you, you know, you have your little things that you do here and there, but this is, you know, I enjoy it. I really do enjoy it. I do too. I just, now I'm worried that people are going to think I'm nuts. (laughs) Now who cares, man? You're not nuts. So, you know, you're not nuts. (laughs) I'm pretty nuts. I'm pretty nuts. I'm nuts. I was just sitting outside before we, we started taping this, and, and you know, I've got so much on my fucking mind, and I don't know why, and, and usually I'm pretty chill, and I was looking up at the sky, and, and I was just like, all right, Oliver, just relax, man. Calm down. You know, just, just chill out. You know, I, I got to get back to my meditation. Yeah. I used to meditate a ton, but... I'm nuts. My brain is nuts. How about it's this? How about this for you? How about this for a bumper sticker for you? And then we're gonna be done. Okay. On the back of your truck. Mm-hmm. I used to meditate. Now I medicate. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Make that bumper sticker. I'm gonna put it on her. I used. How many to bumper stick- stickers are on your truck right now? Fifteen to twenty. Zero. No, zero. I just got a brand new truck and it's, I love it so much. I, I actually make love to the tailpipe. Mm. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, you're definitely nuts then. Yeah. No. How about instead of meditate, it's time to fornicate. <laughs> All right. We're that? not going to turn this into a dumb, right? It was like Dr. <laughs> Seuss has a podcast <laughs> with Nipsey Russell and. Nipsey Russell or Nipsey Hustle? Nipsey Russell, who would rhyme okay. things on game shows. Remember that? No, I know. He was yeah. awesome. Dude, Nipsey, Nipsey Russell was in my mom's movie, Wildcats. Oh, played. it's the sport of kings. Better than, Better than diamond, diamond ring. ring. Football, 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 football. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be cut out of the will. You better stop. <laughs> I know I need that will, man. Jesus. Um. All right. Good to be right, back Joe. with you. Until next week. Good to be back with you too, baby. 
Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael, executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.